Matthew chapter 6. I want to highlight a few verses. Everybody has it? From the New Revised Standard Version. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites. For they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. This evening, for the time that has been allotted, our subject on tonight, a reminder to reflect, repent, and be renewed. Reflect, repent, and be renewed. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for the time that you have given us on this day. Oh God, as we've assembled in this place, we ask now that you open our hearts and minds to receive the word that you have for us. God, we ask now that you send a spirit that make preaching easy. We ask now, God, that you open up the window of heaven and pour us out a blessing. Have thine way in this place. Have thine way with us. And we will be careful, oh God, to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. God, we ask that you would just have thine way in this place. It is in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. And somebody shout, Amen. Uh, as we gather this Wednesday evening, we come together celebrating the arrival of one of the most important seasons of the Christian calendar. The holy season of Lent, which is a time of reflection, repentance, and renewal, is a penitent period which is preceded in the world by Mardi Gras and Fat Tuesday in some circles. While the Roman Catholic Church had been more visible in recent memory celebrating Lent, we in the Protestant faith also take this time to slow down, evaluate ourselves, and draw closer to God through our faith. Ash Wednesday is threefold in nature in which we meditate on our mortality, sinfulness, and need for a savior. We renew our commitment to daily repentance in all our life and we remember with confidence and gratitude that Jesus had conquered sin and death. Our worship on this evening bears witness to the power and beauty of our union with Christ in holy baptism. While we celebrate this evening with ashes, we are reminded and mindful that ashes are applied to our foreheads in the shape of a cross. In scripture, ashes are 
dust symbolizes mortality, mourning, judgment, and repentance. And the ashen cross serves as a reminder that you come from the dust, and it is to dust we shall return. Somebody say, I come from dust, and it's from dust we shall return. The ashen cross is a call to consider ourselves dead to sin and alive to Christ. The cross, just like apps or the visible images that we set on our phones, serves as a reminder for us that where we live, where we go, what we do is all temporary because where we stand now in time is not permanent. And Ash Wednesday for us as believers serves as a reminder how precious the moment is and whatever your state is, it is only temporary. Somebody ought to write this situation down and say, you know what, it is only temporary. I know somebody came in here with their head hung down and didn't know what they were going to do about your problem, but the good news is that it is only temporary. Life, whether we like it or not, it gets hard or not, it's like the weather. It has its fair share of up and downs and I don't know if you watch the news or the weather like I do but if I must be honest I oftentimes watch the weather in order that I can better be prepared for the day the weather in these times just in case you have not noticed changes in the twinkling of an eye at 9 a.m. it could be raining at 9 p.m. it could be snowing and in between you could have hail and wind and tornadoes and storms and I don't know about you but I need to be prepared for the conditions that are coming I might want to wear a certain type of shoe on a certain day and I need to know if I need to wear suede shoes leather shoes uh, water boots I need to be prepared uh, for the conditions that's coming uh, oftentimes when we look at the news the weather well the news will prepare you for storms that are on the way oftentimes I don't know if you watch TV or not but it seems as if these messages come at the at the most inopportune time. Uh, anybody watch TV and it seemed like a test come across the TV screen? Uh, it is interrupting your show. Uh, Law and order just got good and all of a sudden the TV starts beeping. Uh, I know y'all watch Greenleaf and all of that and all of a sudden the TV goes in different colors. Uh, I know you're looking at your shows and catching up with, with Sister Circles and all of that on Oprah's network and all of a sudden the TV start beeping. Uh, and as we transition or whatever may be going on uh, when the signal comes somebody better pay attention uh, as we transition to the spring of the year there will be many atmospheric and barometer changes as the climate begins to change from winter into the summer and while some people love the spring of the year spring serves as the time where the weather is really at its most volatile and it could be 80 one day and snow in the next. And even if those interrupted tests get on your nerves, somehow you know you need to pay attention because the situation is about to change. Whether we know it or not, that is how our spiritual life should work. Because it, it is in spiritual time that the Lord is going to awaken you to a different situation. We have already seen Advent come and we're celebrating 
celebrated the coming of the Christ child and now is the time in which we're moved out of the season of epiphany in which God has allowed us to see some stuff and now we need to be getting prepared for some stuff to get out the way somebody ought to say I need some stuff to move out my way somebody said I done been through the year and the first part of the year done started and now God I need some stuff to move out my way you might as well go ahead and look down your pew and tell your pew partner you might want to find another seat because I came in here to get some stuff to move out of my way am I talking to anybody on tonight that need their condition to change you need your situation to turn around and you're not playing with the devil you came in church tonight because you need to kill some stuff I wish I could tell you that God what God has in store for you in your life but although some things are going to change I got good news on tonight although I don't know what's coming on tomorrow I can shout tonight because I know who holds tomorrow is that anybody's testimony tonight this isn't the time in which we brag about stuff on Facebook social media Instagram or Twitter but now is the time you need to turn down the plate cut off some stuff and put my attention on God because when I'm going into this season I need some stuff to change am I talking to anybody in here who climbed up those steps on tonight who came in worship on tonight and you need your household to turn around you need your finances to turn around you need your children to get better you need your body to be healed you need some things to turn around I dare you to open up your mouth and give God some praise because this is the day that the Lord has made I will rejoice and be glad therein oh magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together uh, change is on the way uh, when we look at our text on this evening quickly we find ourselves in the middle of Jesus most one of his greatest teaching moments uh, in this great sermon on the mount it is in this portion of scripture immediately following the teaching of his disciples uh, the how to pray that we find Jesus fasting with purpose when we approach this text we find that the first thing we need to be sure of is that we're fasting for the right reasons I mean as people of faith although we worship corporately when it comes to fasting if you're looking for God to bless you and a circumstance to be changed you need to be sure as to who you're looking for for the response the text teaches us uh, in verse 16 highlight it and read it for yourself uh, that hypocrites go around uh, looking miserable and disheveled uh, in order that people will respond to their present state uh, you know how hypocrites look don't you uh, we started on Wednesday night and before folk can get to church on Sunday morning uh, they coming in church looking crazy uh, complaining about they can't have no cake uh, complaining about they can't get on social media uh, they telling everybody what they're trying down but I don't know about you but it can't nobody in church help some stuff that need to be moved out the way I need God to turn around some things and when I'm in my season of fasting I need to separate some folk who can't do me no good if they could help you that much they would have done it when you asked them six months ago they would have done it when you asked them all last week but because you need God to move some stuff out the way you're going into fasting prayer 
and reflection concentrating on him somebody say I'm concentrating on God uh, let me look at this takes a few things and we'll be out of here first thing the ashes serves as a reminder that this is the time for us to be reflective somebody say reflective when we look into this period of reflection this pushes us into a time period in which we meditate on our mortality sinfulness and need for a savior I don't know about you but when I think about all that I have been through when I think about what God put me from from last Ash Wednesday unto this one I can't help but thank God I have a savior the danger in not taking time in our lives and becoming reflective over in our past is that we run the risk of thinking that everything we have done and all the goals that we have accomplished have been because of our own doing and the problem with becoming aware of our own accomplishments and achievements is that it leaves us at risk of becoming self-righteous and arrogant and one of the major casualties of being self-righteous and arrogant is that not only will we not see God when he comes in our life but you will beat yourself up when things don't turn out how you expected you know what I'm talking about we will be all upset at ourselves and we think that our behavior will end up determining everything that's going on around us we blame ourselves for everything that's going wrong in our life when the truth of the matter is it's literally not always our fault and things don't come in your life to embarrass you but sometimes it only comes to make you stronger and when you think that everything that happens in your life is your fault it leaves you with the spirit of condemnation but when one has taken the time to reflect upon their life and meditate on the ups and the downs and understand that although I may not have done everything right I may have made some wrong choices I may have made some bad decisions I know that God has not destined me to leave me where I am is that anybody's testimony on tonight that you didn't dot every I that you didn't cross every T that you messed up from one year unto another but you come into this place with your head up and you stick your chest out because you understand that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and therefore there's no condemnation but I live in the remission of sins because I found a savior and he is sweet I know every now and then somebody ought to get happy in church when they sing that oh hymn amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me I once was lost but now I'm found was blind but now I see my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame but holy lane on Jesus name on Christ the solid rock I stand all of the ground is sinking sand somebody ought to say I know that's right that's my testimony I almost gave up last year almost threw in the towel last week but here I am and because of his grace and his mercy I'm I'm still here 
Uh, uh, secondly, we get out of here. There are these ashes serve as a reminder of the necessity of repentance. Someone need to remember repentance. It is a foolish man or woman uh, who thinks that they don't ever need to repent. Uh, somebody don't even high five your neighbor, look at your friend. Uh, I want you to talk to yourself and say, I need to repent. Uh, it don't matter how long you've been wearing a collar, how long you've been sitting in church in white, uh, how often you go to church. Uh, every now and then you need to say, I need to repent uh, and ask God to forgive me. Uh, it doesn't matter how think we far we come in Christ. Uh, all of us stand in need of daily repentance that's what we as Methodists call sanctification because every single day we're working out our faith in fear and I just want to make sure you're getting Methodist fear and trembling. Uh, repentance is the act of turning from ourselves and our ways. Uh, the key word in the phrase is ourself and our ways. Uh, whether we know it or not, because we are born, uh, we are born in sin and shaped what? In iniquity. We are naturally designed to be contrary to the will and the work of God. Uh, in other words, our flesh does not naturally want to be obedient to the will and work of the kingdom. Uh, Somebody say, uh-oh, he talking about me. Uh -huh, you ain't got to say nothing. You ain't got to scream loud. But yeah, I'm talking about you. And I'm talking about me. And I'm talking about all of us in here. It, if it must be honest, there are some things that the flesh like that are not conducive to a healthy, productive way of life. I mean, I don't know if you have noticed it, but but my congregation know it. And I got to be honest tonight, uh, uh, Union Wesley and John Wesley, I love chocolate cake. If, if you really want me to mess up put chocolate cake in front of me for some reason I cannot go past chocolate cake and, and, and I don't know what it is and even though I like chocolate cake and I also love coffee in the morning I don't necessarily make my coffee I don't think I need Dunkin Donuts but every now and then I want to go to Starbucks and I want a medium white chocolate mocha am I talking to somebody in here tonight I know I'm not by myself I know this might sound crazy to some folk but after a while when I have repeated this behavior uh, of purchasing these items for so long uh, I have developed uh, a mentality that I cannot function without them but the reality is uh, that I don't need them uh, but because bad habits uh, have overtaken my behavior uh, my mind uh, has developed a habit uh, to allow myself to think that I can't function uh, without them uh, and because there is nothing to keep that thought in check as wrong as it may be for my body my mind has allowed me to think it was okay whether we know it or not our flesh has allowed us to think some of the stuff we're doing is okay and we need a reminder with ashes that we need to strengthen our spirit and some of that stuff you got to leave it alone I know for me I was talking about chocolate cake and I was talking about chocolate and that's not the only thing that smells good, huh? looks good, huh? and tastes good. Huh? But the truth of the matter, if you don't leave some of them good alone, huh? it's going to kill you. Huh? That's right. I'm coming down everybody's street. Huh? And I ain't talking about just cake huh? and chocolate. Huh? Some of us are addicted to Johnny. Huh? You know who Johnny is, don't you? Huh? 
Johnny Walker and Johnny Black. Some of us think it's a Mary. You're calling in the street Mary Jane. But if you don't let some of that stuff go, it's going to kill you. But I got good news on tonight. That when you learn to call on the Lord, that although you may got issues, that you still got God. Is there anybody seeking the Lord tonight for their issues? And you got problems, but you know a Savior who can look past your fault and see your very own needs. Maybe I need to talk to somebody over there who came into church, didn't look what nobody else is doing, but you came looking for a Savior who can walk with you, talk with you, and tell you you are his own. Is that somebody's testimony that you need God to deal with some stuff? Look past your fault and the reason you get so crazy in church, lift up your hands is because you need a God who will touch your children, touch your family, touch your marriage, move in your church. I dare you to open your mouth and tell God I need a move of the Lord in my heart, in my home, in my life, in my walk, in my way. Tell your neighbor, I don't mean to make too much noise. I ain't coming here to look like that. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul, my soul, my soul cries out hallelujah, hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. He's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy. Somebody ought to shout, I know that's right. I know that's right. I need God to make a way out of no way. I ain't coming here to be cute, but I need a breakthrough. Uh, uh, that's reflection. Uh, that's repentance. But we also need to be able to walk into renewal. Uh, how we get to renewal? A renewal is the ability to resume after an interruption. The renewal process is typically a time to establish a relationship. In other words, you aren't fasting and praying every year at this time because God has left you alone. The reality is you got disconnected from him. And while everyone else is staying connected to stuff, they can't be getting their deliverance because they're too busy focused on the wrong thing. And you can't get your deliverance entering into a season of a divine interruption and can't be ready for God to make a way out of no way. Reflection, repentance is leading to renewal because we need God to interrupt our Superman complexities. Somebody may say, what is he talking about? Dr. Ralph and I have come to the conclusion that some of us have been in church so long that we have developed a Superman complex. Dr. Cobra, I know that sounds strange to some folk, but we have developed a complex to think that we can do everything on our own and we don't need no help from the Lord. There's something wrong when you develop a Superman complex, but I came to 
tell you tonight that when you learn to get over it, uh, that God is going to make a way somehow. Uh, I know somebody may be declaring that man crazy uh, because I don't have a cape uh, and I don't have a big S on my chest. Uh, but I do declare uh, that if you ain't jumping and praising the Lord tonight, uh, that you do have a Superman complexity. Uh, not too long ago, y'all know about Muhammad Ali, right? Uh, y'all heard that story about Muhammad Ali. Uh, Muhammad Ali had somewhat of a Superman complex. Uh, oh, Dr. Smith, he had a big issue. Uh, because everywhere Ali went, uh, what did he say? Uh, I am what? <laughs> Uh, he declared I am the greatest uh, well one day Ali he was taking a flight uh, and he was on that airplane uh, and he was going someplace uh, and they had been cruising for a while uh, and the flight attendant said go what uh, everybody go ahead and take off your seat belt uh, because we had cruising altitude uh, and he took off his seat belt uh, and like everybody else he was running around and said I am the greatest uh, but while they were in cruising altitude uh, there were some storms developing along the way uh, and the flight attendant then had to walk through the cabin huh? and she had to tell all the passengers huh? we're about to be in some bumpy air huh? and I need you all to put on your seatbelts huh? everybody began to put on a seatbelt huh? Muhammad Ali looking at everybody else huh? and smiling huh? he sits in his seat but he don't put on a seatbelt huh? the flight attendant begins to do her check huh? and she's walking throughout the place huh? and telling everybody to put on their seatbelt huh? and she got to Mr. Ali huh? and said Mr. Ali I need you to put on on your seatbelt. Huh? He looked at her and said, Superman, huh? don't need a seatbelt. Huh? She looked back at him silly and crazy huh? and she said, Superman don't need airplanes either. Huh? Don't you understand? Huh? Because you need the Lord. Huh? You can't do this by yourself. Huh? You need the church huh? to get you where you're going. Huh? You need God huh? to pick you up and turn you around. Huh? Am I talking to anybody tonight huh? who needs the Lord? Huh? Maybe you don't know who he is. Huh? He is Alpha and Omega, huh? beginning and the end, huh? bridge of a troubled water, huh? bread when I'm hungry, huh? water when I'm thirsty, huh? why do I need the Lord, huh? I need him to walk with me, huh? talk with me, huh? tell me I am his own, huh? am I talking to anybody in here huh? who almost throw in a towel huh? and folk looking at you crazy, huh? but they don't know your story, huh? because when you think huh, of the goodness of Jesus huh? and all he's done for you, huh? your soul Christ hallelujah 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 I don't know what you know but God pick me up turn me around place my feet on higher ground shout yeah shout yeah shout yeah